Welcome to the exclusive podcast of the Potomac Patriots. This is Patriots Playback, presented by Cross Ice Feed. We go now to your hosts, David Stearns and Brian Schrems. Happy New Year, everybody. It's David Stearns with Brian Schrems. Long time, no talk. It is the Patriots Playback here. Uh, the Friday before pretty much an important weekend for the Potomac Patriots. Coming up here against the East Coast Eagles that are two points back of them. Schrems... You know, a lot on the line here this coming weekend, and given the scenario, they need to catch up with Hampton Roads in order to make a bid for the Beantown tournament. Yeah, it, it's 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 went out from here to to even even give your team uh, a, a taste of that playoff. Um, it's you know talking with 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 everybody that we have, you know, the spirits are high despite everything pretty much going against them. Um, they're 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 positive. They're 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 staying true to to what they're being taught by their coach and and, and pushing through. But man, it, it's it's been an uphill battle. And, and and this team, the resiliency of this team is is really is really coming through this season. And it gets you excited for for years to come, Stern. Yeah, and you know, with the veteran leadership that we have on the team, that uh, you know they are 93s and they're on their way out. But uh, it, it gives a lot of promise for what could be built upon for next year uh, as far as marketing this team out to players that are looking for uh, places to play their junior hockey. And Potomac would be a great stop for those that, you know, like the uh, the excitement and pretty much the, uh, I guess, the competition that the USPHL Southern Conference has lent itself this year. And uh, a lot of parity this year and, and a very close race in the standings as well. Uh, as we were alluding to just a second ago, right now the Patriots are just uh, two two games above 500, but that also puts them two points ahead of East Coast and Tampa that are hot on their tails. And sure enough, they got that competition this weekend, and uh, it's the East Coast Eagles that are knocking at the door looking to jump over the Potomac Patriots. So uh, very important weekend, and it's on the road as per the norm here. You know, the middle of this schedule, uh, it seems like, you know, front-loaded at home, back-loaded at home, given that we have the showcase. So uh, they're proven that, you know, they can be the road team. They are one game above 500 there on the road and one game over 500 at home, of course, as you do the math. But, yeah, East Coast Eagles, uh, we've seen them. And, uh, you know, as we said before in previous Patriots playbacks, they are the team that is well balanced against Potomac. They are pretty much, almost if you will, they're equal. No, it is, and we, and we say it every time we 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 watch them play. Usually by the end of the first period, we we always comment on on how these two teams are probably the most balanced teams in the league, and it, and it always makes for a great contest. And um, you know, given given everything that Potomac's going through right now, is um, I, I don't think. Um, I don't think coach needs to put it into words. I think the players are, are well aware of what's on the line this upcoming weekend. Um, it, it, it's going to be huge, and and you know it, it's it's we we know these players can buckle down. Coach has alluded to them being able to just shake something off and, and, and realize the greater good. So it's it, it's got to come together, and, and it starts at East Coast. All right. Well, before we roll through these interviews that uh, we had just done, uh, without giving too much away, you know, thinking back on when we were calling the home games before they went off on the uh, the road hiatus, if you will, we didn't see that much of a depleted roster. But now this at this point, we are looking at a vastly different team. 
And, uh, you know, Shrems, what is your impression on that and, you know, how it affects the mindset going into the final stretch here? Because, you know, it's a, it's a vastly fewer amount of games as you would have at the beginning of the season with the, with the healthy squad, if you will. No, and it is. And, um, you know, one of the players is going gonna, is gonna to allude to it. You'll hear it in a moment here. But, you know, he said the players are, are, are now in the mindset of, of going out there each and every game and wondering what's going to go wrong. And, you know, it, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to get out of that mindset. Um, they've lost an entire line of players since we last saw them. One full line, three fourths and two defenders are gone. That's, that's not an easy gap to fill from free agency and call-ups from the Empire. But the team keeps winning. That's, that's the thing. They, they split against Hampton Roads, which was huge. Um, they split against East Coast, which is, you know, in, in, in hindsight, it's, it's, it's not what you wanted, but it, it, it still keeps them behind you in the standing. You still have a game at hand on them. Points wise, so the, the little things and, and and just persevering through it's 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 remarkable. It, it really is, and, and I, I do feel bad for these guys. But you have to understand this this is this is all part of the game. This this will happen again in their careers, and it, it's good to get a, a good brunt of it now, and then figure out how to deal with it later on with that experience they've had. All right, now let's throw to uh, well a string of interviews and. Uh, Brian and I will come back and uh, discuss after these uh, insightful comments from players. And, of course, we finish out with head coach R.J. Ziegler. So let's start off with Dustin Moyer. All right, we're joined on the line now with Dustin Moyer, goaltender for the Potomac Patriots Elite Squad. Dustin, you uh, posted up a win there in the showcase up in Massachusetts. And uh, also you guys had a, a showcase prior to the holidays down in Florida, uh, let's start off first here with the uh, the later of the two uh, back in uh, December down in Florida. Take us through uh, pretty much how you guys fared in that one. Um, well, we started off really good. We had a good game against Palm Beach, but it just didn't go our way. We lost in a shootout, and everything kind of started to go downhill slowly with injuries and just other things happening. So we lost a lot of players, and kind of that kind of brought us down a little bit, I think. And then we were kind of gassed, I think, but we didn't do too bad, I guess. Okay. All right. So, uh, you know, you guys have spent a lot of time away uh, from home. So, uh, I mean, last year you guys were pretty successful on that Florida trip. This year, uh, the injuries, uh, they're really piling up here, and uh, it's got to be tough for you guys on the road. Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely getting tougher. We've, um, we've gotten, I think, Another, we signed a kid this week, mm-hmm. Elijah Spooner from the Nats, and I think Sean Miller is going to come back full time. So okay. we're starting to get more players back slowly, and then Nick Gray should be returning soon too. I think. Okay, uh, talk a little bit about the win you uh, put up against Boston this past weekend up in Massachusetts. You guys took a three-two victory, uh, making twenty saves on twenty-two shots. Talk a little bit about that game and uh, the interesting trip that it was that you guys had to drive through a blizzard to get up there. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. We left on a Thursday. Had to stay in. We we drove three hours to go. Pretty much what it would take with no storm, an hour and a half to Maryland. We stayed the night there. Got up in the morning, 
made the trip to Boston. And then um, our first game was canceled because of the blizzard. So we only had one league game and two non-league games. So it kind of gave us some time to like get back into the things, to play the two non-league games without having too much repercussions of losing and we could get our feet under us. Yeah, right now, I mean, obviously taking a win away from them was uh, pretty important for you guys because it kind of sends a message there, uh, given that uh, the Junior Bruins are number three in their Northern Conference. But uh, talk about it, uh, a little bit about the situation that you guys are feeling as, uh, as far as sitting at two games over um, 500 right now. But right on the doorstep there, you got East Coast and Tampa both tied at 27 points, closely followed by Atlanta. You guys got East Coast this coming weekend. Uh, you feeling any pressure coming up here with them being two points behind you? Um, not really. We're just gonna play our game. We got a lot of momentum boost coming from being the junior Bruins because it's such a big team. But I think we're gonna we're gonna do fine against East Coast. We're gonna play our game and we'll pull out two wins. All right, uh, Shrems, you got any questions for Dustin? Yeah, I'll jump in here for a second. Jump back to that showcase time with Florida. Um, what's the scouting report on the teams that you came across? You don't see them too too much, but uh, the a chance you see them again in the future. Um, possibly playoffs. Uh, what was the concerns that you took away from the Florida teams? Um, well, there's there's some good Florida teams and then there's some bad Florida teams. I hate to say it, but they all play each other same amount of times we play the teams in our little like division. But I don't think they're better than us. It's just they work harder than us. And uh, in regards to your defense, are you becoming? Um, more comfortable in, in your own zone, uh, especially on the, the penalty kill with the defenders in front of you. It seemed like when we left you last, um, things were things were be, becoming more solidified, and everybody on the ice seemed um, seemed to know where they needed to be, and uh, the chemistry seemed to, to continue to grow. Um, have you guys continued to excel uh, as a core back there? Um, we've we've continued to excel defensively. We've had we've had some breakdowns here and there, but I mean, that's how we learn to get better, and I think we've learned, and so we're starting to get better from that, and it's definitely improved a lot since last time you guys seen us. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Trust in the dust. That's Dustin Moyer. Thanks, Dustin. No problem. All right. We're joined with Nick Skirlick of the Potomac Patriots Elite Squad. Skirlick, um so you had a goal there in that well first off, yeah yeah, you had a goal against the junior Bruins, but uh how the heck have you been? We haven't seen you guys since pretty much November. Uh it feels kinda lonely here in northern Virginia. I know you guys at least practice here during the week, but you guys have been on the road quite a bit. How how have you guys been? Um, we've uh we've been very uh, you know, busy at times. We're kind of the road warriors uh the past three months. Um we haven't been home in I think it's been nine weekends now. Um, the team, the team's doing great though uh, as a group. I think uh, traveling on the road really brings us together, especially getting those uh, big road points, um, especially this weekend um, against the junior or last week against the junior Bruins. Uh, so everyone's kind of been keeping it together, and we're playing just as well as we would be playing if this was a home game. Yeah, talk a little bit about. Uh, the, well, let's first off talk here. Um, you you you're a little bit of a chirper. I mean, you're not the chirper, but I mean, you, you seem to jump into the fray here with the social media. I've been following Facebook and Twitter, and kind of jumping in myself here. Uh, a lot of team bonding been going on here since. I mean, you've been a part of the squad since uh, what late October, mid October, when you jumped in the fray uh, after leaving East Coast Eagles. Uh, what's the, what's the team like right now? I know we're, you guys are battling through some injuries, but 
the morale's got to be pretty good in that locker room, eh? Oh, yeah, everything, uh, everything's been coming together real nice um, with the injuries. Um, we've, we, everyone's been stepping up. I mean, uh, Gurky, for example, in the Florida Showcase with our, with our top forward, um, he's a guy who, you know, started down on the Empire team. He's come, come up real huge, and just everyone's kind of been picking up, uh, picking up the play here for everybody, and we're finally um, starting to gel uh, all three lines and all three deep pairings. Everyone's really gone. So, uh, I mean, the, the push we're going to make for the playoffs, uh, everyone's very excited to see how well we're going to do. Yeah, Tom. So we, we yeah. Just, oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> but but like for like the injuries though, I mean it's RJ doing a great part, um, a great job on his part by bringing in guys. Uh, we just picked up uh, Elijah Spoon from the Washington Nationals. He'll be a great a great help for us, and we're working on um, bringing up guys from Empire too, like against the Junior Bruins. We brought up a few guys, and they really played played their part in a big role. Mm-hmm. Now talk a little bit about the chemistry out there on the ice, given the injuries and kind of the shuffle with the lines. I mean, you're obviously adding in like a new player like Spoon, who uh, we saw play with the Junior Nationals that you had mentioned. But uh, uh, has much changed as far as uh, the dynamic of the lines? I mean, uh, it seems like somebody new is going down here and there and coming back. And when somebody comes back, somebody else is going down. Yeah, um, the lines have been shuffled uh, numerous times this weekend because of the injuries. But... Um but this year, this year has been kind of very. It's been a great experience for everybody because everyone's learning to play with each other. So, for example, um, right now I'm with uh, Wendley and Smith, who I've never played with either one of those guys. <laughs> nice. So, uh, I'm getting to know them, but at the same time, um, I've been called to play with uh, Nasser and Gurky, and it's just it's just playing with everybody on the team. It, it just makes makes you kind of appreciate all the guys more you know usually you're just close you're the closest with your line mates but when everyone's your line mate at any time you, you just appreciate the boys a lot much more yeah it seemed like that line that uh, you guys run this past weekend against the junior bruins was uh, highly productive you guys were responsible for two of the three goals um you know and you got you potted one yourself on that line with wensley and smith uh uh, talk a little bit about what you guys are looking to do moving forward here. I mean, a big win against the number three team from the Northern Conference uh, has got to be a big motivator going against a team that's two points behind you guys trying to oust you from the number four spot there. So uh, talk a little bit about your expectations on this coming weekend. Um, well, our team uh, would definitely agree we expect nothing more than a, or nothing less than a sweep. Uh, we really need that sweep. Um, that's That's the goal for the weekend. Um, we we do only have three lines, but you know what? It's and we've been doing it all year, so we're not giving ourselves any more excuses. Um, so we're we're going to take Saturday's game. Hopefully, uh, kind of come in there with a bang, with all the momentum coming off the big win, and then hopefully regroup Sunday uh, to knock them off. And I I, I believe it's going to be a real tight weekend. Uh, not the weekend we've kind of been seeing against East Coast. And we kind of had the puck more than they did. It's going to be a, a dogfight this weekend for sure. All right, I'll let Shrems jump in here. Shrems, who do you got for Mr. Skrillick? Yeah, I got a quick question for you. Um, injuries aside, you guys have maintained your composure this year, um, ups and downs, obviously, and that's to be expected with, with what you guys have been dealt. But um, knowing that you're going to be healthy here and knowing that you are, are in the thick of it for a playoff spot here, um, it seems like you only have uh, up to go from here on out. What's what's the consensus on the team? What's the consensus on the ice? Knowing that you're playing shorthanded, but in doing so, you kept up with some of the best teams in the league, upset 
uh, quite a few teams and turn some heads. Is, is, is there a positive vibe out there amongst you guys? Uh, there, there is a there is a very a very good vibe out there. Um, all joking aside, I think one of our our biggest issues is oh my gosh, so, you know, who are we going to lose this team? I mean, it's a terrible way to think of it. But it's just like every weekend, someone someone's getting popped or some something's breaking along somewhere. But we know that uh, eventually the hockey gods will turn this around for us and keep us healthy because that's that's I mean, the healthy the healthy Southern Patriots is probably one of the best team in the Southern Conference in my opinion. Uh, we played every team pretty much shorthanded, and we can beat every team in this league. So right now, we're just trying to, you know, get the healthy, get the guys back that aren't healthy and stay healthy. That's that's what we're really shooting here, uh, shooting for here. Um, just making smart plays on the ice to protect each other and protect our teammates. Awesome, thank you. All right, Skrillex. I think that's all we got for you. We'll catch up with you uh, after this coming weekend against East Coast. All right, thank you guys. Have a good weekend. All right, you yeah. too. All right, we're joined now with the newest member of the Potomac Patriots. That's Elijah Spoon. Elijah, welcome to the Patriots. Um, well, first off, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, you know your playing experience before coming over to Potomac. Well, thank you for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, this is my third season of junior hockey. I started off my first year as a Met with the Junior Nationals. I played there that year. The next year, I moved on to Canada to go play in Tomiskaming with uh, the Titans and the GMHL. It's Junior A. It was okay. a pretty good league, I thought. Um, and then I had gone to finish the rest of my season that year. I came home a little bit early to go play with Little Flyers in the Atlantic Junior Hockey League. That was also a great experience to play in that league. It was real good. Um this year, I had started off with the Junior Nationals in the Eastern Hockey League, the EHL, which was real great for me to play in and start my season off. Um, I suffered an injury all of November, so I took some time off, and that's when I decided I didn't want to play Junior Nationals anymore, and I had moved on uh, to Potomac, and Potomac seems more like home for me now. All right. What uh, what kind of a role do you think you're going to f- uh, play with this team? Because I mean, it's a team that's been battling some injuries as of late. Uh, but where do you see yourself fitting in? I'm I'm sure you had some time to meet the guys and uh, practice this week. Uh, but uh, where do you expect to be coming up here against the East Coast Eagles in your debut weekend? I would say I'm going to bring a lot of energy to the line. I mean, I want to keep it going. I'm excited to see what um we've got, and I'm hoping to keep a high tempo throughout all three periods because I've heard uh. The past weekend against the Bruins, they didn't show up for all the periods. So I want to show up for all three periods this weekend. Hopefully, get all the boys to be ready for all three. All right. Now, um, you're drawing some experience from uh, playing up there. I, I see you mentioned the Greater Metro Hockey League. Uh, I had the opportunity to call a game uh, against Bradford Rattlers in Mercyhurst College as Bradford came across the border. Uh, talk a little bit oh, about yeah. the, the difference you see with the uh, Greater Metro League and uh, pretty much the brand of junior hockey that we have on the American side. Well, I noticed throughout Canada it was a lot more of a systems kind of play. Like uh, when I got there my first year, Last year, I had to learn a whole different passing game, basically. It was a lot slower tempo, more passing, mm. and more like a finesse game. Not so much hitting, but um, more of a finesse game. Okay. That's what I thought. And then compared to the Atlantic Junior Hockey League, um, that was a lot faster, but the passing wasn't as clean. Mm. It was still really good, though. A lot of real awesome players played in that league, but 
I thought it was a little faster than the Greater Metro Hockey League. So my view is the state's hockey is a bit faster than Canada. And I watched NOJHL last year, too, and I just thought the states was always had faster kids. Oh, interesting. All right. Uh, Shrems, you got, yeah. any, you got any questions here for uh, Mr. Spoon, Shrems? Yeah, I'll jump in here for, for a few questions. Um, Elijah, can you, for the, for the people who are, are going to be um, seeing you for the first time but listening right now, can you can you give us um, a, a parallel of a player that you kind of mold yourself after? Um, you know, is, is it is it a, a scoring player? Is it an energy player? Is it, is it a two-way forward? Who, who, do you, who do you mold your, your play after? I would probably say I try to replicate a Troy Brower. I try to play both sides of the ice and play a physical game and get real offensive in the offensive zone, but at the same time I'm willing to come back to our zone, get the puck out, play a real physical game down there, and throughout the neutral zone I make sure the puck's deep all the time. Um, but I really like the physical aspect of the game as well, and I try to cover all sides of the ice. Now, um, we were looking at your size. Uh, can you confirm you six foot? That's, that's, that's accurate from the website. Yeah, I'm six one. I think it's one eighty five, one eighty. They had me at. Okay. Um, at, at the at the nationals level, did, did you did you feel like size was at your advantage? Does, does that help with your physicality? Um, are you are you playing small guys, or are you um, are you seeing a lot more um, evenly matched players on the ice? I thought in uh, the Eastern Hockey League where I was earlier this year with junior nationals, the size was a lot bigger throughout the whole league. I mean. Teams had some pretty big guys on there, and our team had some pretty big guys as well. Um, I haven't seen the rest of this league yet, but um, just from what I've seen earlier this year, it's been I've seen some pretty big guys so far. So looking forward to see what's in the rest of this league in the USPHL. Has uh, has Coach Ziegler uh, offered any hints as to where he wants to utilize you out on the ice, um, power play, penalty kill, um, for a second, third line, things like that? He is not yet, but I've been going out on the PK during practice with the first line, so hopefully I'm feeling that uh, I'll be on the PK because I really like the PK a lot, especially playing that defensive end of the game. I feel pretty confident on it as well. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right, Elijah, thanks, and uh, once again, welcome to the team, and good luck this weekend against East Coast. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. I'll catch up with you later. All right, we'll talk to you soon. All right, we're joined here with the head coach of the elite team, the Potomac Patriots, that is Coach R.J. Ziegler. Coach, long time no talk. Uh, we got a lot to catch up on here, but uh, first off, how are you doing and how are your holidays? Uh, good. Happy New Year. Um, uh, definitely has been a long time, but a weird break in our schedule with no home games kind of uh, led into that. So Yeah, yeah. Though we definitely miss uh, seeing you guys out there on the ice, but uh, looks like you guys are doing plenty out there on the road. Uh, let's take us back uh, a couple months ago, I guess, if you want, uh, back to November. Well, I mean, a lot has happened since pretty much now. You had Hampton Roads. You had a you know, a, a showcase. I believe you also had Atlanta in there. Uh, talk a little bit about the progress you guys have made right now. You guys are sitting two games above 500, but you also have two teams pretty much on the doorstep. And uh, one of those teams is East Coast, and you'll be seeing them this coming weekend. Yeah, uh, you know, I think that's one of the characteristics of a good league is that, you know, even if uh, even if you're playing, you know, slightly above average hockey, there's a bunch of teams on either side of you that are all doing the same thing. So 
competition brings out the best in teams, and I think it's doing that for for all the teams in our league right now. Um, uh, you know, we we uh, we've had you know some ups and downs. We had a really good streak there where I think we won like seven seven of eight or seven of nine mm-hmm. uh, in November and early December. Um, you know, we, we we split a couple weekends with Hampton, which was great. Uh, had did not have the showcase in Florida that we wanted to have. Um, was, uh, that was probably a, a, a setback that we're really, really going to want back um, later in the season. You know, we ended up coming out with only three points out of the eight possible, and that was pretty pretty upsetting. But um, you know, with uh, going up to the showcase in Boston last weekend, we were supposed to have two league games, and then. Uh, Winter Storm Hercules had something to say about that, and now we ha- we had one canceled and to be made up somewhere. No idea where it's at, so we only had the one league game up uh, up there as a result. But it was a game where we played fantastic. Um, you know, we showed a lot of resiliency. Um, Dustin Moyer played fantastic in net as usual. Um, ended up with like 35 saves or something. And we, you know, we got the 3-2 win, and it was, uh, you know, it was comeback. We were one nothing after the the first half because it was showcase style, and uh, scored, scored one, went up, they came back, tied it, and then less than a minute left, uh, the Carr, Howland Nolan line, who played great all weekend, really, um, you know, buried one for us and gave us the win. So, you know, we're we're uh, despite despite the fact that we've had some ups and downs and. Once again, we're still battling injuries. We're, uh, we're 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 still hanging in there, and we're still playing, you know, a little bit above average hockey, and hoping that everyone can get healthy, and you know, we can we can be a force to be reckoned with. But you know that uh, that showcase in Florida, the we're, we're even worse than only getting three of eight points is that we lost Nick Gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a uh, another massive injury. He broke his collarbone. Um, so he's out until probably February. He'll probably be back. In, I mean, he'll be back before the playoffs, but you know, he'll he'll be back sometime in February. And uh, but until then, you know, what's new? We'll run with a short bench and you know, keep trying to pick up some free agents to help us get through too. So yeah, I'm glad you take better stats than uh, the uh, organizations do at the showcase. Yeah, they only credited uh, Dustin with 20 saves. So uh, I'm sure he's yeah you know, yeah that'll more. be fixed <laughs> yeah. yeah that'll that'll be fixed we uh, you know they also they also had Ackerman is getting the game winning goal oh. in Boston <laughs> against Boston and Ackerman wasn't even in Boston yeah. uh. glad to see he's back in, in <laughs> yeah so well funny enough actually <laughs> he's actually going to skate this weekend with us oh good um, he he came he's not gonna he's he's he literally is he's he's dressing for the game. He's skating in warm-ups, um, but he is not physically able okay. to participate in a full-contact game yet. He's doing it for playoff eligibility. Okay. Um, you know, since we're short anyway, I can I can put him out there and have him literally sit on the bench and fill water bottles, and it helps his playoff eligibility, and it doesn't take up a roster spot for somebody else. Mm. So, you know, so at least that means that, you know, he's he's on his way back. He's, he's getting there. He is on his he's off crutches, out of the boot. You know, he is skating. Um, he's just not quite strong enough to really play yet. Uh, but, you know, it's one that's on its way back slowly but surely. So, 
Well, uh, we did talk to uh, Skrillick, and you know, he kind of gave us uh, uh, pretty much the temperature of the mood in the in the room, and that. And you guys are showing some great resiliency here, and uh, also shuffling around some lines. Uh, it's pretty impressed to see uh, the Skrillick, Wensley, and Smith line combination come about as of late. And uh, how do you feel about your line combinations, given that there are so many injuries just kind of coming and going? It seems like. Uh, the mood is, who's going down this weekend? But, I mean, what what do you think about your line so far that you have, given the fact that you do have so many injuries as you do? Well, um, you know, the, the good thing is that, you know, the, all of our guys really have kind of uh, accepted the situation. You know, the, the, these injuries and the stuff that happens, we can't control it. And all we can do is the guys that can you know, strap them up and get ready for battle are going to go to war. And that, and that's pretty much what it comes down to. And uh, sometimes line combinations work. Sometimes they don't. When they don't, you know, we'll, we'll give them a little time to see if they can come around. And if they, they still don't, we'll, we'll switch things up and we'll see what's working. And uh, I think a lot of what makes lines successful is obviously chemistry on the ice, but chemistry off the ice as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Wensley and Skrillick, those two guys are can't keep them away from each other on or off the ice. So, I mean, I guess putting them on the same line kind of is the next step. <laughs> uh, yeah. And Wensley's had some Wensley's had some chemistry with Cameron. You know, at, at several different points this season. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, having Cameron there as well has has been a good thing. So, so it's been it's been good um, for for that line. Uh, Tyler Nolan. First of all, he misses like a third of the season with an injury, mm -hmm. and he's a winger, but he comes back, and with injuries, we've had to make him a center, and he's played fantastic. And uh, he and Chris and Mikey Carr uh, have have really played well together. And, uh, you know, Logan Nasser, you know, God bless Logan. I mean, it, it, every, time, <laughs> every time he plays, I think he has different line mates. You know, they could be guys from our team. They could be guys from the Empire team. They could be defensemen playing forward for the game. They could... <laughs> You know, and and he just goes out and you know he, he he works his butt off all the time and he he just contributes any possible way that he can and we've tried to reward him with some power play time and he plays penalty kill and um, but he you know he's he's a a reliable center that you know he's he's yeah I think he's a guy he's like he's just enjoying the ride I mean he's he loves being out there he loves playing and uh, he loves being you know doing everything for the boys so you know he's been good um, that, but you know. <laughs> But again, we had Nistroy was playing with him. Uh, we had we brought up Nistroy from uh, the Empire team mm -hmm. for for a few games last weekend. Uh, uh, he's got Gerke with him, who's been semi consistent. We've had him there pretty much, but if someone in the top six goes down or is hurt or something, then usually Gerke's the one that goes up. So you know that Nasser loses the the only consistent winger that he has. Um, and then we also brought up a couple guys for the Junior Bruins game just for depth for that. Um, for you know, for the bench, uh, we brought up Jack Strikers, and you know Jack's always able to contribute uh, to the elite team when he plays with them. And uh, we brought up Brad Kostrevsky because he has the capability to play defense, but we actually played him as a forward against the Junior Bruins. Um, you know, and you know he, they they didn't play quite as much as the other guys, but they were there to help and contribute, do anything they could to be a part of the win. So the lines are not exactly. Uh, I don't think there's any such thing as a stable line on our team, but it's not because of the fact that we don't want to keep lines stable. It's just because as soon as something 
starts going well and the line starts doing well, something pops up and changes. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess roll with the punches uh, as you go, but uh, it seems like you guys are getting the job done. Uh, this weekend against East Coast, well, first off, uh, let's talk about uh, the new addition you have here uh, coming into the fold. We, we talked to Elijah Spoon and uh, got his background a little bit. Talk a little bit about uh, pretty much bringing him into the fold, and where do you see him fitting in? Well, Elijah, uh, you know, he, he's played – some some junior hockey in different places. He's played for the Nats. He's played for the Flyers, um, and you know he he knew uh, one of our scouts, JP Kasak, and uh, JP referred him to me when he was released from the Nats. And uh, you know we we talked on the phone and and through text message, and you know he was he was pretty pretty excited about you know coming on board and and trying to you know help us make a playoff push and, you know, turn some heads in the playoffs. And, and I think he will help us. He's, he seems like a pretty decent two-way player. We haven't seen him play in a game yet. We've only seen him play in practice. Uh, but we'll use him on the penalty kill as well. Pretty big kid. You know, he's a good-sized kid. He's about 6'1", I guess, and he's solid. Uh, he's older. He's a 93, so, you know, brings a little bit more age and strength and maturity. Um, so I think that'll help us as well because we still are pretty young in comparison to other teams. Mm-hmm. Um so, so yeah, so I mean, you know, he seems like another guy who just wants to be a part of it. He's going to help in any way he can. All right, now uh, take us through the list. Uh, who who are we without right now? Because, I mean, it changes so much. I mean, we obviously know that uh, that Ackerman's out but uh, and, and Gray, but uh, who else are you guys without right now in the lineup, and uh, what are the timetables looking like? Do you have enough time uh, well, to go through it? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, uh whether it's injury or something else, I'll go through. So Peter Nam is uh, he, he's done now for the season. Um, Peter got into Penn State and he started this semester at Penn State. Oh, okay. Uh, so so we lost him on defense. Um, uh, in if you know come playoff time, I think there's the opportunity that uh, Peter would take a weekend off and come to the playoffs so that we have some more depth. Um, but uh, until then, uh, he he won't be with us. He'll be at Penn State. So we lost him. Uh, Alex Roach was uh, traded to Canada. Um, uh, that was uh, a situation that was uh, pretty complicated. Um, but uh, Alex, you know, he, uh, he he didn't feel that this was the place that he wanted to be anymore. And uh, so we weren't going to stand in the way of that. So we we gave him his release, and uh, I did the paperwork to trade his rights to Canada. So. Um, so that was done right after the Florida showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Pouliot's out for the rest of the season. Um, he had a concussion early in the year yeah. and uh, had some stuff happen. So, so he's done now for the rest of the season. Um, trying to think who else. You got Gray. You got Ackerman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was just the five. Okay. Um, nope. No. No. Natowski. Ah, right. Natowski's right. out. Natowski's also out for the season now. Uh, Natowski separated his shoulder again, um, and the doctor has said that it just pops out way too easily now. There's no way he can play with it, uh, and he has to have surgery. So he has surgery surgery scheduled for the end of January. So he'll have his surgery, and uh, and he'll be done for the season, and he'll be done for playing for, you know, probably four to five months. Hmm. Um, And... uh, 
and then he'll decide what he's going to do next year, whether he plays another year of junior or last year, or he goes away to college. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, honestly, he's such a great player. I'd love to see him play his last year, but uh, I think he and his family have uh, started leaning towards just going to college. Okay. Based around maybe based around the fact that, I mean, the poor kid just continuously <laughs> those shoulders just pop out constantly. So I could definitely see it as a frustrating situation. Um, I think that's it, though. I think so. We're at six right now. So we've lost six. Okay, but you've also added in a familiar face into the into the team here, and that's Kevin McDonald. Uh, talk about the impact of him coming back. Well, came back. You know, it, he came in and it was like he never left. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he's he's great friends with all the guys. Um, they were all excited to have him back. He was excited. As a matter of fact, he didn't even go home before he came to the rink. Like he left, he left on like a Tuesday from from New York and drove directly to the rink for practice that night. <laughs> so I mean, you know, he was just ready to go, ready to get back into it. Um, you know, he was at a great program with the Bobcats, but they're an extremely deep program, and um, you know, if, if you're not playing, you're not really get, you don't really have any opportunity to continue to excel. And and Kevin knows what to expect here. He knows I have faith in him as a coach. Um, he knows that he's going to be given special teams time, and he knows that with that, he's going to have the, the the opportunity to develop as a hockey player. And obviously. You know, had he stayed in New York with the Bobcats, he would have developed as a hockey player, absolutely. But game time is important. And uh, Craig Duran, that's who runs that program, uh, you know, he and I have a good relationship. And, you know, in Craig's words, he's not going to stand in the way of a kid, you know, wanting to make a decision as to where he wants to continue to develop, you know. And he he never for a minute was going to, you know, do anything to stand in the way of it. And, you know, you got to have a lot of respect for a guy that does that. There's a lot of programs that would just you know, stall and drag their feet and not let him go. And, you know, so, so you know, the McDonald's are real appreciative of it. And, you know, I think it's turned out best for everybody. So, um, so yeah, so Kevin's definitely another great addition. But I, I got, we're still, we're also looking at a couple other guys. We're, we're trying to make a couple last-minute pickups here. We pretty much only have one week to do it because right. they have to get a certain amount of games in. Yeah. yeah. So I think we have one more week. Uh, we're, we play this weekend. After this weekend, we'll have played 29 games. We'll have 11 left. Um, but we don't have games the following weekend. So in essence, I have two weeks to make any final additions before the roster freeze and before they get into a situation where they can't be eligible. So we have a little bit of time. Okay. All right, well, uh, definitely stay on the line after we're done here, but uh, uh, we've got a couple of things I want to talk to you about. But, Shrems, let's uh, give you an opportunity. I know you've probably been writing down questions and scratching them out as I've taken them uh, away from you, but go ahead. What do you have? Well, I scratched them all out, so thank you for that. I appreciate it. Oh, really? Um, you, you've got nothing? <laughs> no, no, no. I, got, I have plenty. Oh, um, okay. Just better questions than you. Oh, thanks. Uh, so my, <laughs> my, my question to you, Coach, is, is down in the Florida Showcase, um, you're catching up with teams that you haven't really um, seen all too much this season. You uh, you got to you got to let us know what, what's the scouting report on the other teams in the Southern Conference. Uh, obviously, Tampa is is hot on your heels, but um, the Florida Eels are, are they a team that you can see yourself catching in the standings? Are are, are you know the outcome wasn't what you would uh, would have hoped, but are they a team that you know went healthy and and, and having a full squad, can you compete with the Florida Eels? 
Well, um, in the grand scheme of things, we don't necessarily have to. <laughs> um, so, so the way that the playoffs work is there'll be one team that comes out of our so-called, you know, unofficial division, the, the the northern four teams of the Southern Conference. One of us four out of the playoffs will advance to uh, the Beantown tournament with one of the four in Florida. And so one team from each will advance to Beantown with two northern teams. So there'll be four of us there. We will play for the opportunity to go to nationals. So really who we have to beat, we have to get past Atlanta, East Coast, and Hampton. So whether or not uh, we can beat them would not have to be seen again until the Beantown tournament. Um, but so that you don't think I'm dodging your question, we, we, hey, there's not a team down there that we can't beat. But they are good teams. Um, Florida, I think, is probably, of the four South teams, I think Florida has a very, very good um, just kind of front-to-back uh, situation on their team. I, I, really, I think that they seem to give us the most problems. Uh, Tampa is better this year than they were last year. Uh, I think they're beatable. Um, and Palm Beach, you know, we lost in the shootout, and then we lost by a goal the other time. Um, they're they're solid, but I'd say they're almost exactly like us. There's a lot of very similar characteristics between their team and our team. We rely on our goaltending a lot. They rely on their goaltending a lot. They have, you know, a few real dynamic forwards. We have a few real dynamic forwards. Um, so Palm Beach and us are very, very, very similar. Um, and when it comes down to it, we're going to have to win one game against the Florida team, and that's if we make it to Beantown. So, um, my next question is, you know, the, the the teams that you're 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 trying to stay competitive against, um, you do a very good job of it. And and the the, the big thing that since we left you, um, the the split with Hampton Roads uh, a rough first game, and then bounced back to second game to split the weekend with them. Um, it, it's huge, especially for a depleted team. So as as a coach going through, I mean, it just seems like one after another after another and have to go out and find these replacement players. What what are you doing as a coach to um, keep the morale? Your players are, are excited knowing that when healthy they can be, um, as one of your players put it earlier in the evening, one of the best one of the best teams, if not the best team in the Southern Conference. So obviously you're doing something right to keep the, their heads up. What, what are you as a coach trying to do in a situation like this, making a push for the playoffs? Uh, well, um, you know, I, I, I'm big on accountability, so I think at the same time, if somebody asks me, uh, you know, what I'm doing to try to, you know, keep everybody up, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm holding my team accountable for, um, the results on the ice. So what comes with that also is if, if they're, if they're getting it done and they're not making excuses, then they, they deserve all the credit because they're the ones that have gone out and gotten the job done. You know, on the flip side, the first game against Hampton that you refer to, that had nothing to do with the Hampton Whalers. I mean, no disrespect to Hampton, we self-destructed. And, and, and they were so concerned with everything, with the referees and with just, I mean, literally it was, it was you know, it was, it was, it was as bad as like 
two brothers and a little brother just antagonizing the older brother. Like, that's what it, that's what it was like. It's, our team just constantly felt antagonized, and they lost it. And the next day, they came back and realized, you know, if we're just if we just keep our cool and play hockey, and we do what we know we can do, we can beat anybody. And they did that. And you know, a lot of it is leadership by the players on the ice. Um, you know, sometimes you have it, sometimes you don't. Uh, I thought that game against Hampton, especially in the third period, I think Jake Wensley really stepped up. Uh, Jake really stepped up. And Tyler Nolan played fantastic that game, too. Both 93 birth years. Um, and they kind of stepped up and, you know, they were like, look, we're going to get this two points. And and they went out there and they led the way and everybody followed. Um, so, you know, I think uh, accountability is just what it comes down to, just continuing to preach accountability um, and make sure that, when the guys are getting things done right, really, really, you know, really make sure that, that I I reinforce all the, the, the positive stuff so that they know that, you know, that they hear it. But when they don't, they have to hear that too. So, and my guys have been all, have all been very good about taking the good with the bad. Okay. And, um, final question for you. Um, going into the, the upcoming months here, um, what what is your your challenge as a coach? I mean, you, you talked earlier in a conversation about um, you know going out and getting a couple more new guys, bringing in some old guys into the fold. Um, what what are you looking for in a leadership sense? You lose Alex Gross. Um, it's a, it's a huge void to fill. Well, it, it's us. It seems like on ice, if you're if you're looking for a leader, it's Alex Gross. But as you mentioned, you have guys emerging that are willing to step up if you push them. What are you looking for in the next couple of months here to, to make sure you bring that out of your players? Um, and, and who do you look to, to help fill that leadership role? Uh, I think the two main guys that are really going to step up and, and fill um, you know, any sort of vacuum left by Bruce leaving uh, are Wensley and Howland. Um, you know, Howland, Howland has so much that he goes through, you just have no idea. <laughs> You know, it's, 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 he, has, he has so much going on in his personal life, and he has, um, like, physical stuff that he goes through on an everyday basis to prepare to be able to play hockey. Uh, and, and despite all of that, he's just he's just a fantastic leader. Our team is it's, it's a night and day difference when Chris Howland is in the lineup. And Jake Wensley. You know, Jake has a lot of experience. Jake's a great hockey player. Uh, the guys look up to him. And, um, you know, both of those two guys you know, C's or no C's, they're like captains of this team. And, uh, you know, the, the, the C that was vacated by, uh, by growth, um, will, Jake will take that C. Um, but like I said, I mean, you know, simply because we don't want to add more pressure to, to Chris to feel like he's got to, you know, get in the lineup regardless of anything else in his life. Um, you know, that's the only reason that, that Allen's not a captain. Um, but those two guys are, uh, they have done, they have done just fine. Um, you know, and, and look, and no, no disrespect to Alex, Alex Gross is a fantastic player, but, you know, he only took like four penalties all of last weekend. You know, I mean, there's, there's also other changes with, with sometimes when you lose guys, there's other changes that come with that as well. To, to, to just throw a stat at you, he's leading the team, or was leading the team in telling this with 105. I, I think that's leading the league, but um, okay. 
Yeah. So so it's it you know, we lose a fantastic goal scorer, an extremely talented hockey player, um, but we also lose hundred and five penalty minutes. So, you know, it, it is it a trade off that I would have liked to have made? Probably not. Alex is a great kid, he works hard, he he, he adds a, a dynamic element to this team. But uh, you know, our PK doesn't get as much work right now, so yeah. At least there's some sort of silver lining, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You just got to roll with it, I guess. Yeah. Well, speaking of special teams, uh, let me ask you, you know, it seems like you do have a focus here now, especially with bringing in Spoon uh, to fill in on the penalty kill. What work have you guys been doing towards uh, developing the power play? Because it seems like uh, it's a little anemic at times here, but uh, what are you doing to further develop that end of the uh, special teams? Well, so about Three minutes ago, I mentioned that we're a completely different team with Chris Allen in the lineup and Chris right. Allen out of the lineup. Uh, I would say the single biggest way that we're a different team is our power play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Chris is uh, Chris. <laughs> I don't want to say he is our power play, but he's a quarterback of our power play, um, and he, he he really really adds stability to it um, to to at least that one unit. We we've you know, we changed our units up again, um, but he really is the one that kind of adds stability to that unit. Now, against the Junior Bruins, we didn't have any power plays mm-hmm. the whole game, but they only had one. There was only one penalty called the whole game. Um, and again, in the two non-leagues that we had up there, um, we only had maybe, uh, I would say maybe four power plays the whole uh, between those two, and I think we scored twice, and they were both by Chris Hallen. Okay. Um, so, you know, you can kind of do the math. It's 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 a situation where, you know, I guess if you take Ovechkin off of the Caps power play, it's very different. Or if you take even if you take Backstrom off the Caps power play, it's very different. You know, I think power plays are power plays are a lot about chemistry and you know about five guys all knowing exactly where the puck's going to go next and where they're supposed to be away from the puck and you know playing the system. And so when you have to continuously sub in guys because you know someone's hurt or someone got a bad penalty and they're you know they got thrown out or they're suspended or they're got a tennis count whatever it is if someone's not there it affects everybody else mm-hmm. so it's, it's really about chemistry and, and as far as penalty kill goes that's something else that fully was a big tk guy for us and house growth was probably the best shot blocker i've ever coached mm-hmm. you know so so that's a huge thing too um uh, but but guys are stepping up. You know, Chris Allen's also a good PK guy. Um, Logan has really stepped up with PK time. We're, we're going to be looking for Elijah. We've started using Cameron on the PK, and part of the reason is he's just so dangerous. Uh, you know, if they if they want to start putting forwards back on the point, they're going to be you know dancing with the devil on that because if Cameron comes in on him, good luck. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, you know, we're mixing it up and just like everything else. The guys are going out, and they're leaving it on the ice, regardless of the situation. And uh, you know, we're we're going to keep we're going to keep battling. We're going to strap up the skates, and we're going to go to war every single game. And we're going to, you know, our goal is going to come out with you know with two points, regardless of who we're playing against. All right. Any final thoughts going into this coming weekend against the East Coast Eagles? Uh, it's an eight-point weekend. Okay. You know, it's. Uh, Four points one way, four points the other. It's it's that big of a deal, you know. We could, you know, we're, we're uh, 
I believe we're two points ahead of them. Mm-hmm. So we could be six points ahead of them or two points behind them. It's a huge difference. It's an eight-point weekend. All right. Well, uh, good luck this coming weekend, and we'll catch up with you next week. Uh, also, don't forget to stay on the line here. I've got a couple things to talk with you about. But once again, good luck this weekend, and hopefully uh, you get those four points and uh, go ahead. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. So there we have all the thoughts of everybody, and, you know, it's been quite a period of time since we've seen these guys. And, you know, it's it's hard to pretty much imagine what's been going on given the the length of you know time and the length of the injury list that RJ Ziegler had laid out for us and uh, but you know listening on to the players thoughts and that about pretty much the morale of the team you know taking the temperature of the team morale that's pretty uh, comfortable for these guys surprisingly which I did not expect uh, given that they've lost Alex Gross and their captain and also a bunch of the key players like Nick Gray to injuries uh, I mean Quite a quite a feat here they have ahead of them in order to make any kind of push for a playoff there, uh, Shrems. No, it's it's definitely an uphill battle. Not only are you are you fighting Hampton Roads in the standings and knowing how good they are, um, you're you're fighting yourselves. You're 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 trying to you're trying to build chemistry with players that you've never played with before. Um, case in point. Um, they're bringing in Elijah Spoon, who seems like he's going to be a huge help on on the PK, and and, and perhaps he's one of those players that steps up and and fills that uh, Alex Gross void. Um, we we heard in his interview that he loves playing the PK, and coach has got him out there on the PK. Um, obvi- obviously, uh, the 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 shot blocking potential and and and, and his size are definitely going to be in Potomac's favor. So it's those those little roles that you know you can fill here and there with players, but they got to make sure they keep that scoring up. And, and it sounds like um, some of some players are stepping up to coach. It sounds like he's really recognizing the the guys who are going to take over the leadership role on this team. Yeah, and one of the huge things to consider too is you know uh, there are four games left against East Coast and two games against the Atlanta Junior Knights uh, as far as their competition in, in Southern Conference play. And, you know, these games are definitely winnable by, uh, you know, the standards of, you know, if you had the team that you originally started the season with, but given the resiliency of the roster that does remain healthy uh, or have come back from injury, it's it's not too far out of reach for these guys. And, and that's the part that I think they're really realizing at this at this uh, juncture of the season as we come down the final stretch. So And also having the opportunity to come back home play two games at home and then a showcase at home right after that. Well, almost right after that with the uh, East Coast in between. But still, it's uh, eye on the prize. And, you know, Coach Ziegler saying that this is an eight-point weekend. He's not kidding. And yep. the thing is, it's going to be that way when you play against Atlanta and, you know, Hampton Roads right after East Coast, for crying out loud. It's just as important there, especially with the week off after this coming weekend's game against uh, games against East Coast. You have to think. Um, you got to get your players into a mentality here to, to finish up the season as strong as they can. Um, you got to have you got to have, you gotta have a, a nothing to lose attitude going forward. I mean, look look at how much you've lost, but look at how much you've maintained. So, yes, you lose some big names and some some huge talent up front um, and on the back end as well, but. You continue to um, 
you continue to be competitive. Um, you haven't gotten a sense from any of the players that we talked to tonight that they're they're just throwing the season to the wind and, and we'll try again next year. It's 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 quite refreshing to see um, from our standpoint, and, and and we're not even locker room and down on the ice. So, coach, you've got to be happy. You've got to be confident about what these guys are going to do for him out on the ice and and for this organization as a whole. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how they do it this weekend, and of course we'll get their insight next week, and uh, there's nothing much more we could talk about given that we haven't seen much of uh, uh, the Patriots hockey since they've been on the road so much, but uh, I'd be interested to hear, and you know, obviously I'm going to uh, try my best to keep an eye on the, uh, the scores through point streak there, but um, yeah, we'll definitely catch up next week, Shrems, how about that? Sounds great to me, man. All right, so... We will see everybody back at the rink, obviously, first weekend in February as the Atlanta Junior Knights visit, but we will catch everyone up and, you know, keep everyone apprised as to progress on the Potomac Patriots season as they got the East Coast Eagles this weekend. And then, of course, we'll get their thoughts on this weekend against East Coast and the expectations of the upcoming weekend against Hampton Roads. So this has been David Stearns for Brian Schrems here for Patriots Playback saying, have a great weekend, everybody, and uh, as always, don't stop believing.